Coming up on HIGMT, lots to talk about with Tesla's Q1 earnings call. Model 3 is the best selling in its class. Model Y is predicted to be the best selling vehicle in the world. And I provide listeners with an update to the How I Got My Tesla podcast. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of Indeterminate Life for Saturday, May 1st, 2021, episode 40 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Tesla hosted their Q1 earnings call this past week, and at first glance, it's continued great news for Tesla on many fronts. First, from the financial perspective, Tesla's revenue for Q1 2021 was just under $10.4 billion compared to the expected $10.3 billion. Revenue from the previous quarter was $10.7 billion, and in terms of earnings per share, Tesla earned $0.93 per share, beating Wall Street expectations of $0.79 per share. So if you actually want more of a detailed breakdown of the Q1 earnings call, you should probably definitely check out Ryan McCaffrey's Ride the Lightning podcast, where he spends a good portion of an hour dissecting all things Tesla. Other items that were discussed during the earnings call include overcoming production issues brought on by the continued COVID-19 pandemic and an overall global supply issue for semiconductors. Positive production forecasted for 2021 and 2022 with expected deliveries for 2021 to be around 750,000 vehicles. Production at Gigafactory Berlin and Texas should be in late 2021 with volume production expected in 2022. And Elon also commented on a recent collision in Austin, Texas, where he felt that the media were incorrect with their findings from the accident and should be, quote, ashamed of themselves with their reporting. The investment into Bitcoin seems to have paid off for Tesla, where they have recently sold off about 10% of their overall investment that actually provided Tesla with a small gain in their Q1 financials. Elon also predicted that the Model Y will soon outsell the most popular vehicle in the world, which is the Toyota Corolla by 2023. Current production numbers for the Corolla are around 1.5 million per year. He's especially encouraged with the current Model Y production numbers out of Fremont and at Gigafactory Shanghai, as well as current progress at Gigafactory Berlin and Gigafactory Texas, where additional Model Ys will be produced. Both Tesla.com and InsideEVs.com point to analysis Loop Ventures and Tesla's own quarterly documentation, where Tesla mentions that they expect 50% annual vehicle delivery growth over the next few years, including substantial growth in 2021. For the Model Y, Loop Ventures suggests that the Model Y production levels could increase by 80% for this year. In fact, Tesla's own delivery growth has increased from 23% in 2019 to 109% in March of 2021. Now, it's not going to be easy for Tesla. They'll need to get their two new Gigafactories online as quickly as possible and work with current supply chain issues. And it's not only the Model Y that has good news to be reported on. The Model 3 has claimed the title as best-selling premium sedan in the world, eclipsing the BMW 3 Series and Mercedes-Benz E-Class, and this was all accomplished with only two factories in less than four years of production. For the first quarter of 2021, Tesla was able to deliver around 120,000 Model 3s and 60,000 Model Ys, and this is the first time that we've seen the Model 3 and Model Ys deliveries being split between the two models. Tesla typically groups these two vehicles together when reporting on production numbers each quarter. With the overall success of the Model 3, Tesla has probably can't really help themselves in flexing over their competitors just a little bit during the earnings call. Tesla updated everyone on the delivery schedule for the Tesla Semi, and it looks like the first deliveries will occur this year. Battery production constraints for the needed 4680 battery cells have been a thorn in Elon's side for quite some time, and it appears that this is no longer the case. 
even as recent as March of this year, Elon mentioned that demand was not an issue. It was actually the production of the batteries at scale that was a main stumbling point. Tesla was allocating much of its battery production for the Model 3 and Model Y and could not dedicate additional resources for the new 4680 battery cell, and this appears to be no longer the case. No news on just how Tesla is going to be able to produce the additional battery cells, but I suspect that their pilot plant in Fremont and possible uh, expansion at Gigafactory Nevada should help attribute to the changes in battery supply. Both Tesserati.com and TorqueNews.com have articles regarding this update, and I will link out to each site in the show notes below. Tesla was also able to give us an update on the newly revised Model S and Model X deliveries. For the Model S, uh, Tesla is looking to start full production in the second quarter of 2021, and for the Model X, that should follow in the following quarter. Issues delaying production and delivery stem back to the previously mentioned chip shortage, as well as issues with the parts supply chain. Issues regarding production were also called out. Everything that was revised, including the interior, the 100 kilowatt hour battery pack, drivetrain, interior electronics have all led to delays. After Q3 2021, Tesla is looking to produce a combined 2,000 to 2,500 Model S's and Model X's per week with an expected annual production run of 100,000 to 125,000 EVs. Elon also recently mentioned that the overall cost to produce a Model S and Model X are expected to be actually cheaper than the previous versions. A few weeks ago, I let everyone know that Tesla was adjusting their solar roof prices to match actual costs of installation, even for projects where an agreed-to contract was already in place. Elon further expanded for the reasoning for the change in price in the Q1 earnings call this past week, basically reiterating that the costs for installation were very low and had to be corrected so that Tesla would not take a loss on the solar roof project. Elon also mentioned that the Powerwall will no longer be sold separately and will actually be bundled with every solar roof and solar panel project from here on out. By bundling the Powerwall with the solar roof and solar panel project, Elon feels that this is the best approach to ensure that customers have the most reliable source of electricity at all times during the day. Also, the construction of the entire system would be made much simpler since a main breaker panel for each home would not have to be rebuilt. Energy from the local grid would also be a benefit from the prescribed Powerwall installation. And Electric.co adds to the story, indicating that Tesla is offering free Powerwalls for the affected customers with a price increase for their project. Tesserati.com has another story where drone operator Gabe Benical found an area at Fremont that appears to be testing out solar roof tiles in various styles and shapes on a few sample roofs. Gabe Benical also found the refreshed Model S and Model X on the test track, so if you want to check out his latest drone video, I'll link out to the article in the show notes below. Documents recently filed with local officials in China point to Tesla starting construction on yet a new section of Gigafactory Shanghai, this time for the recycling of battery cells and electric motors. Both electric.co and tesserati.com have stories regarding this news, and this all stems from Tesla's ongoing initiative to reclaim as much material from the construction and operation of their vehicle lineup. Both lithium and cobalt are critical materials that are used with each battery cell, and having the ability to not only produce but recycle these materials is of great importance to Tesla. Other materials such as copper, aluminum, and steel are also targeted for capture and redistribution within Tesla's production lines. With the passing of Earth Day last week, Tesla announced that all 24,000 superchargers across 2,700 locations worldwide will be powered by 100% renewable sources in 2021. Currently, at many locations, Tesla has supplemented the required energy for their chargers by installing solar panels and power walls. 
even with these installations, Tesla will still need to draw power from the local grid. So I'm not exactly sure how Tesla is going to be ensuring that the electricity that is being used is derived from renewable resources such as solar, wind, or even hydroelectric power stations. But regardless of how they do it, at least they've made the commitment to the cause and maybe we'll have more information to talk about sometime before the end of this year. And lastly, we have a small update on Tesla Insurance. In a tweet this past week, Elon Musk mentioned that Tesla Insurance would be available in Florida later this year. Elon also mentioned that since insurance regulations differ from state to state, it's taking quite some time to get through all the regulations. Still no word on when Tesla Insurance will be available in Canada, and I for one cannot wait to sign up once it becomes available. And another week has gone by, and we'll also take a look at what is happening at Gigafactory Texas. And thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone footage. Progress is continuing along the west side of Interstate 130 at the proposed SpaceX Starlink production facility with general grading and leveling of the area, as well as another megapad for the proposed building. Back on to Gigafactory Texas, the precast wall panels are being installed along the east side, including the installation of window frames where they are actually required. Progress on the still work within the 4680 battery cell production area is continuing, as well as the main part of the Gigafactory in the southwest corner of the Megapad area. There are lots of HVAC equipment being delivered and stored at the old asphalt plant and grading of the area for the proposed battery cathode and lithium hydroxide processing facilities continuing. And finally, zero pier work is not stopped and is continuing in a few locations in the Megapad area. So seeing that this is episode 40, I thought I'd uh, let everyone know what's going on in terms of the How I Got My Tesla podcast. There's really not much to report on in terms of getting into a Tesla of some sort. Back in episode 31, I talked a lot about visiting the new Ottawa showroom and test driving a Model Y. And since then, I've taken another test drive on a Model Y, and that's pretty much about it. We're still a two-vehicle household, and that's supposed to change this month when we return my wife's Ford Escape when her lease is up. There have been some minor changes to the How I Got My Tesla website with pages dedicated to the progression towards a Tesla of some sort and my Patreon tiers. I've also started a Discord server which has all the links for my previous podcast sorted chronologically and by topic. So if you want to join my Discord server, I will link it out in the show notes below. And you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to join the server either. It's open to everyone, just as long as you all behave. There is also a channel dedicated to AMA questions. So if you have any questions for me that you like answered in some kind of an AMA format, my Discord server is a great place for you to post that question. I have not actually hosted my promised AMA since no questions have been asked of yet. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 40. If you find any value in this podcast and you like the work that I do, I invite you to head on over to patreon.com slash how I got my Tesla. Once there, if you'd like to support me a little bit financially towards a Tesla of some sort, there are three tiers available for you to choose from. And if you're looking to purchase a Tesla and 1,000 free supercharging miles, you can feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below, or you can head on over to ts.la slash Matthew 40942. Currently, Chatty is the only person to make use of that program link, so thanks again to Chatty. Hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag Q1 2021 earnings, and the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, you can throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And I need to shout out my Patreons who support me at the V3 supercharging level. So thanks again to my brother Nick for your continued support. 
As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby.